Okay. So we had Shittas Eliezer that says that we can say Kriyashma from Tzitzit until the end of the first Ashmurah. We said yesterday in Ashmurah's four hours, there were three of them. We're going to discuss whether that's true or not today. But that's the part of the mission that we're going on. So yes, the Gemara as follows. My Kassava Rebbe Eliezer. What does Rebbe Eliezer hold? If he holds that there were four, di- three different, I'm sorry, mashmaras in the night, lima ad arba shals, then the Gemara should say, the Mishnah should say, you can say Kriyashma up until four hours. You know a chair? You get a chair, get a chair. So come on time next time, you get a chair. Come, 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 come. Vikasav arba mishmaras have a And if you're going to say that the night has four mishmaras, lima ad shalashos. Excellent math. Are we going to college? Excellent. Yeah? Three, say till three hours into the night. Why, what are you talking about, Mishmaros? Not Mishmaros. So now, says the Gemara, Really, Rebbe Yezir is of the opinion that there are three Mishmaros in the night. There were three, three different watch groups. Aye, so how come the Mishnah says to the end of the first Ashmora instead of until the end of the fourth hour? It's coming to teach us that there's two different manifestations of a Mishmar. There's a Mishmar that happened in the Mikdash, that they watched the Mikdash, and there was a different Mishmar that you can see in the heavens, in the stars, right? Why is that? No. Why is the fact they talk about the Ashmaras leads so, to that? So, so, good, good, Rekia good. The Rekia is heavens? in the heavens, yeah. Detanya, because I was talking about so one second. Rebeliezer says... Shalish Mishmaras have a Laila. There are three different Mishmaras at night. Valkul Mishmar and Mishmar. And at each one of those Mishmaras that happen in the night, Yoshiv HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem sits, Vishoig Ka'ari. And he roars like a lion. Shenemar, as it says in the Pasuk, Hashem Yimaru Nishog, Hashem from the heavens will roar. Umamaon Kodshu Yitin Koloi. And from his dwelling of holiness, he will give his voice. Sho'ag yishag on nevehu. And he will certainly roar on his dwelling place. Meaning the Beis HaMikdash, he's mourning over the fact that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. So we see here that the fact that there are three Mishmaros, that the Mishmaros are not just when they watched the Beis HaMikdash and they had different shifts, not just different shifts, but it's also a time period where Kodesh Baruch Hu mourns over the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Vesim in the Davar. Now how do we know when the Mishmar happened? How can we discern that? When it comes to the first watch, so then the donkey brays. The second Mishmar, that, at the second Mishmar, what happens? A dog's bark. And in the third Mishmar, so the baby starts to nurse, and the, the wife starts talking to her husband. So now, that, that's going to be how we know when each Mishmar happens. Now, what's the significance of there being a Mishmar? Right? Who cares? So it's actually quite interesting. In the Shulchan Aruch, and the Simen Aleph, it actually brings that a person, you know, we're used to a concept called Tikkun Chatzos, right? Especially who's a, who's a breast of Gobi, right? Shtikul breast of her, right? Tikkun Chatzos. You used to get up and you cry about the Beis HaMikdash. According to the Shulchan Aruch, you're supposed to cry, Dafket, these three different Mishmaros. 
Why? Because it says that that's when a Kodesh Baruch was mourning over the Mikdash. So you're supposed to mourn over the Mikdash with him in your Mishtatif, in his Tzar. That's how that's Allah brought down in Shulchan Aruch. So, for the Kalanim example, it's like, okay, it's more intuitive to say, like, Seis instead of the Kalanim, so that's why we have the question. But here it's like, the, it's just as good to say, like, the last Ashmura instead of four hours. Yeah. How do we know? There's a machlikas. Well, how, how many mishmaros were there? We're going to see. There's going to be a continued discussion. Maybe there are four mishmaros. So Eliezer says it's the end of the first mishmar. Eliezer, we have a brace that says that there were three mishmaros in the night. So no, that's the fourth hour. How can we send mishmaros? Teaches us also mishmaros in the Rekia. And Allah Chalamaisa is brought down that the, the significance of having this mishmaros in the Rekia is that it's a good time to mourn over the Vesa Mikdash. Now, Yes, the Gemara, a pretty straightforward question. What part of the Mishmar was Reb Liyazah referring to, which when it comes to each one of the Simanim, right? So, yes, the Gemara, if it's telling us, when does each Mishmar start, right? We, we have three different Mishmaros, right? And now we have a Simon for each one. The first one, a donkey braise. The second one, the dogs are barking. The third one, the baby's nursing, she's talking with the husband. Good. Now, when did that happen? In the beginning of the Mishmar, the end of the Mishmar, the middle of the Mishmar, we have no idea. Right? So now the Gemara just wants to know. Very good, you have three Mishmaros. Very good, you have three Simanim to tell me when that Mishmar is changing. But at what point of the Mishmar is that Simon occurring so I can discern that, oh, it's a new Mishmar. So it says the Gemara, If it's telling me the beginning of the Mishmar, oh, something new happened here. So, Why do I need a simon of the donkey braying in order to tell me the first Mishmar? That's Ursulhu. That'll be just tell me that's when it becomes night. When it becomes night, it's the first one. So it's very hard to hear that it's telling me the beginning of the Mishmar. Isof Mishmaros Kachashiv, and if it's telling me the end of the Mishmaros, so Sof Mishmara Achrin Alamali. Why does it need to tell me the end of the last Mishmar? Simana Yamamahu. It'll tell me, forget about the ladies talking with the husband. Tell me that the sun rose, there's dawn, there's light from the, from the, from the sun. From the sun. It's much more straightforward. Right. The end, the end of the Mishmar, right? If the Mishmar is four hours long. So we have three different Simanam to tell me when is the Mishmar. So we have, we have to know, is that sign happening in the beginning of those four hours, the end of the four hours? So it's the beginning of the four hours. So why do I need a simon for the first mishmar? Just tell me, that's when it became dark. If it's the end of the four hours, why do we need a simon for the last mishmar? Just tell me it started getting light. Is that, that's a different question. Good. So if you had four mishmar, four mishmar so that's all that kasha? Because no. But you would still have that kasha for the first and the last, right? That would still exist. So now, it says the Gemara as follows. So what's it do? The first Mishmar is telling me when the donkey brays, that's the end of the first Mishmar. That's four hours into the night. And it's telling me that the beginning of the last Mishmar. The beginning of the last Mishmar is the beginning of the ninth hour, right? The 9, 10, 11, 12, right? And when's the second simon happening, the do- dog's barking? The middle of the second Mishmar, the sixth hour. 
So that means we're going to have the donkey bringing at hour number four, at the end of the fourth hour. We're going to have the, no, I'm sorry, the, do, the donkey braying, right, at the end of the fourth hour. The dog's barking at the end of the sixth hour. And we're going to have the ladies talking with her husband at the end of the eighth hour. Why and that's going to be, no, that's going to be why I need my sim on it. Why can't they all be? One second, one second, one second, one second. One second. Quincy, yeah. What? The middle, correct. Emtza, the Emtza. Yeah. The end of the eighth hour. Because the end of the eighth hour is your mama. No, there's 12 hours in a day. Oh, 12 hours in a day. Why can't it be the middle of each? We'll see what the Ibasim is, but uh, I could have also heard that. I, yeah, it's a good question. Why are they jumping to the end of the first Mishmar? Like I guess it's consistent. My, assum- my assumption is because there's more of a significance to that. Why is it why why is there no Simon for the other hours? What? Come again? No because because there's no significance for it. Because if we knew when the two, if there were 11 Simonim, then we would know it's the last one. We don't have to know which hour it is. We have to know which Mishmar it is. Because we have to know when Hashem's crying. And Afkamina, why who cares when Hashem's crying? So then we can join. We can also. He's crying like a lion. There's a Gemara. If there's only three in Mishmara, then why don't you just have like, one to represent the end of the first and start the second, and just another to represent the end of the second and start the first, and then you just count? Surely that's enough. You don't need to uh, know any more information. But I want to know when Hashem's crying. Okay, so Hashem's crying in the second It says it's three times a night I have. I call Mishko Mishmar, so Hashem's crying. So the Gemara somehow knew it was the end of the fourth, the end of the sixth, the end of the eighth. And it was once in each Mishmar. What's it with, is there a time in between the Mishmars? Like, is there, is it like each one is a four-hour shift. I, my assumption is that you, if you're watching something, if in a bank, the security guard does not leave until the next security guard is there. I'm saying, when's this time that Hashem's crying out? The switch uh, between the Mishmars? So I, guess, I would assume it's at the end of the 4th, end of the 6th, end of the 8th, when the simon is happening. I assume. So it's, so it's not depending on the Mishmar itself? It's each Mishmar Hashem is crying. So, they, so then there's, there's a 4-hour watch and some there's a 2-hour watch and then a... So no, no, it's not, the, the Mishmar is 4 hours so each. Yeah, it's not that he cries at different points of each Mishmar. Okay. Correct. Now, says the Holy Gemara. Vibay Seima. Another answer. Really, the simanim all happened at the end of each mishmar. And if you're going to say, aye, but if it's the end of the mishmar, so why do I need the simon for the last one? Just tell me when I, when I see dawn break. So there, says the Gemara, the Mainaf Kemina, so why do I have that sign? The Mikri Kriyashima, to read Kriyashima, the Mandagoni Babayis Afel. A person who lives in a dark house, right? You live in a writer, you have curtains that can block out a nuclear war, right? Those things are thick like anything, they're made out of lead, I don't know what they are, right? And therefore, And you don't know when Zaman Krishna is, because you can't say light doesn't get through those things. So came into Isham is a person baila. So sat once the lady starts talking with her husband, and the baby starts nursing from his mother. Then then you know to get up and read Krishna. For the for in the morning. Yeah, Krishna is correct. I don't know if that's why it has to be sounds. But it's an interesting point you're making. The nursing, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Interesting what you're saying. Anything about it? Could be. Oh, okay. So the one for the last watch. Right. If you live in a dark house, 
Right, a writer style, curtains. But then how do you know the simon? Like, the Gemara told me the simon. Ah, it's that you have a baby or a wife. Yeah, if you don't have a baby or a wife, then you're stuck. You right, in a chalami, yeah. Say that. <laughs> or a donkey. The donkey was for the for the first one. I'm saying if I don't have a donkey, I want to leave. Yeah, say no. Yeah. No, but if your neighbor has a donkey, you'll hear it. That's a, come on. Yeah, this is it. What if your neighbor has a baby? <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you don't hear it. Amr Yitzchak Yitzchak said, In the name of Rav, The three different watches in the night, And on each different watch, Hashem sits and cries out like a lion, roars like a lion, and he says, Oy lebonim, Woe is to the children, Shaba ben Isaihem, that with their sins, Chalachrafti Asbasi, I destroyed my house, Vesarafti Asaycholi, and I burnt my inner chamber of Iglisim the Bin Umasarilam, and I exiled them throughout the nations of the world. Yeah. So Hashem comes along, Rav Yitzchok Bar Shmuel, in the name of Rav, and tells us what is Hashem crying out during those three time periods. Yeah. Question. How can like rabbis in a talk like try to talk to our chef? We're gonna see a story. Hold on one second, I'm gonna bring a brisa. Let's see. Tanya was taught in a brisa. said as There was one time I was walking down the road, I was on a trip, and I went to one dilapidated house, from one of the Houses that was destroyed in Yerushalayim during the Chorban. This spelled in why did I go in the house in order to daven? So, but Eliyahu zochol letoiv. Eliyahu Navi came while he was davening in the house. Pesach, and he waited for Rabbi Yisi to finish davening at the entryway to this destroyed, dilapidated house. until I finished my davening. After I finished my davening, Amrli Eliyahu Navi said to Rabbi Yosi, Shalom Aleich Rabbi, how are you? Hello to you, my master, my teacher. Vamartilon Rabbi Yosi said to Eliyahu Navi, Shalom Aleich Rabbi Yomori, how are you, my master, my teacher. Vamrli Bni Mipnei Manich Nasta Lachor Vazu, and he said, My child, why did you go into this dilapidated house? So he went to the house to daven. And he said to be responded back. He said, why did you go into a dilapidated house though? You should have traveled, you should have davened on the road and not gone into this dilapidated house. And I told him I was afraid that maybe passerbyers were going to stop me. It was going to be dangerous. The roads are dangerous. People might have robbed him. People might have kidnapped him and sold him as a slave, right? What could it have been? So he said to me, You should have gone ahead and davened a short and abridged the davening. And therefore, since you davened an abridged davening, you didn't have to be afraid of other people, but you would have not gone into the chorva. So this is, this is so gishmak, guys. What happened? Rabbi Yisi understood from this conversation three different halachas. Number one, I learned you can't go into a chorva. Right? If you allowed to go into Chorva, what's Eliyahu be getting upset about? So number one, you learn from this whole interaction, you can't go into a Chorva. And I learned that also, you that you can daven on the road. Good, daven on the road. There's a good question. The Pashtis, as a thesis, talks about it. The Pashtis is why you stopped. You stopped. 
And I learned also that when you're davening on the way, you don't daven your whole Shmona Esrei with the gartel and the shakling. You daven a Tfilak Tzara. What Tfilak Tzara is, just as a suffix, whether it means Havinenu or something even shorter. Yeah. A dilapidated house. I don't know if it has to be the roof, maybe it's the walls. Yeah. Is this Tfilak Tzara specifically about shopping? No. Yeah. So we shouldn't have done the Do you guys want to see a quote from the Shabbat? There's a God to reply to the book. It's good. It's good. Do we learn, like, Shabbat from the Shabbat? For sure. This, has, this comes up in two different places about this Gemara. So now, comes along Eliyahu Hanavi, and he says, Bini, my child, what voice did you hear in this dilapidated house when you're davening there. Vamartilo, so I, Rabbi Yisi, said to Eliyahu Anavi, Shemati Basko, I heard a heavenly voice, Shemina Hemes Kiona, that was, that was chirping like a dove, Vomeris, and the voice said, Oy the Bonim, woe to the children, Sha'avne Sehem, Echravti Espesi, that due to their sins, I destroyed my house for and I burnt my inner chambers Viglis and the Umos, and I exiled them throughout the Umos, throughout the different nations. So uh, tangentially, now that Mark already brought it up, so how do they know? So you see heard a baskol. Now one could ask, here it says that the baskol was chirping like a, a dove. Before it said it was roaring like a lion, right? So what is it? Because he's some guy, it doesn't sound the same. So, so the Marshal goes, you have to be careful, it was a ton of abuse. You know, the, 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 the Kavachayim, right? Not the Kavachayim, take it back. The Benish Chai writes that any, any Amor who was mentioned in the Gemara could perform Tchias Amesim. Allah has come of a Kama Atana, Atana Rabusi. So Rabusi, though, had, so the Marshal, I didn't say that he could, did, is he could. I'm just showing you the godless of the person. He said that guy, so I said it's not that guy. It's Rabbi no. Yossi. Not, uh, not Chas Rishalom. It's not. I'm saying my point is. I understand. Like yeah, yeah. Good. So the Marshal says this. The Marshal says that here it was something called Ruach Hakodesh. Before the fact that we know that Hashem was going in the Gemara Mishmaros is coming. The way the Marshal says it was coming from Nevuah, and Nevuah is on a higher madrega, and therefore it was more of a call in the mission of the emotion coming out from Berielam, whatever that means, it was more impactful. Whereas here it was only Ruch HaKadosh, it came out like a chirping bird. That addresses you, and that addresses your question from before, I think. Now, A? I didn't know what it was, maybe it was Marev. What? Stamanat, it was also to travel during the day. Uh, during the night, I'm sorry. It's also a channel during the night. So, but uh, I just want to give you a hard time. I did a good job at it. So now, Eliyahu said, Your life and the life of your head, this is a way, is a colloquialism of saying something very, very strongly. You should know that this Baskul doesn't talk right now, just at this moment when you came in. Every single day, Shalosh Pa'amim, three different times, Amir Kach, it says this. 
not just this. The time when Klai Yisrael gets, they enter the shuls and they enter the yeshivas. And they answer that Hashem's great name should be blessed. Ayantusis is the same tefillah as Yehei Shmei Rabbim Avorach. It's not the same. The discussion in Tesis. Tesis seems to imply that it's something different. So, Akadosh Baruch Hu Minanea Reisho. When we say Yehei Shmei Rabbim, Yehei Shmei Agolo, I'm sorry. So Hashem, Kaviyachal, obviously doesn't mean that he shakes his head, but Minanea Reisho, he shakes his head. Va'omer, and Hashem says, Ashrei HaMelech Shemekalsim Osel Bebeisel Kach. Happy is the king that his, that his, not his servants, but his subjects. subjects. Excellent. His subjects, thank you. Praise him in his own house such in this fashion. Malulaov, but what was it to the father, Shehiglis Bonov, that had to exile his children, and what was to the child that was kicked off the table of his father? So we see from here, first of all, that the Chodban Beis Amigdash is something which is constant. Not something which disappears, it's not something which is. We remember it three weeks out of the year. Something which is every single day. There's a Chodim Beis Amikdash. Agav. Because we have time. Baruch Hashem. We are saying where, when you shine in Kodesh, in the old city, we can look out the window and you look at the Kaisal and it's beautiful and it's beautiful and there's some, in a certain way, especially depressing, right? You look at the, the, the base, you look at the Kaisal and, and where's the Mikdash? Where is it? There's a person in the Adaris. You heard of the Adaris? He was the Rav of Yerushalayim. They brought him to be the Rav of the old Yishuv. And he was the Rav before Yosef Chaim Zahnfeld. This is all talking in the, you know, before there was the State of Israel. He was in the time, he was a contemporary of Rav Kook. Rav Kook and the Adaris were friends. Yeah? So now, the Adaris, he came and he lived in the old city. And from his house, there was a window that overlooked Harabayas. Adaris says, you had to find me somewhere else to live. I said, why? He said, I can't look at this every day. I'm gonna, uh, it's going to kill me. It's going to drive me nuts. Because it was so depressing to him to look at Makam Amikdash and see there's no base Amikdash. I don't know if there's a mask there yet or not. I don't know. It's probably there was a mask already. But, uh, no? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. He died, I forget it was three years or five years from coming in there. Prematurely. He died of a heartache. They didn't find him a new house, and he died of a heartache. Fine, this is, it's a reality. It's a reality. He died. He died. Why did they find him a new house? You ask me the details. I'm telling you what happened. This is crazy. No. Tanur the sages taught. Why? What's it? What do you mean, Tanur Abbanan? What kind of teaching is that? The Brisa. Excellent. The Brisa. Oh. Good. So now Eliyahu and Nabi just told you that you can't go into Chorva. So why not? Three reasons. Right? That's the segue of the Gemara. We have three reasons now. Why is it that Eliyahu and Nabi told him he can't go into Chorva? Number one, Number one is we're afraid that you're going in there to be promiscuous. Right? Why are you going into this dilapidated building? Because you want to do things there that you don't want anyone to see. If you went to a regular building, maybe someone come in. You get a dilapidated building. Says Rashi, Rechshad means promiscuity. Or, second answer, We're afraid that it started falling already and might continue to fall. It's dangerous. And number three is 
And there the answer is because there's dangerous spirits, dangerous spirits, shaded and ruchas that hang out in dilapidated buildings, and therefore we're afraid of that. We don't want you to go in. Yeah. So now, mimnech shad says the Gemara. Very good. You're saying because of chshad, Why do you have to jump to chshad? Forget about chshad. I'm just saying apolis. We're afraid it's going to fall on you. Right? We're afraid the building is going to continue to fall. It's not going to fall. So why do I need both of them? Right? So why, why do I need both answers? Just say one. But it's over-exhaustive. Just tell me one reason. Why do I need two? Good. Good. It's going to, you see, the Gemara is going to ask on all of them. So says the Gemara, Bechadati. Right? So now, what's that mean? It's a new, maybe it's a new Chorva. Maybe it just fell. And now that it just fell, we know the rest of it is very, very strong. This thing, the, you know, the, the guy who was in, the general contractor, he himself admits that he did a bad job here. But the rest of it is very, very strong. We're not concerned. So we can't just say Mapolis, because in a case where the rest of it we know is going to be strong, so why can't you go in there? Oh, Chashad. Good. The table is Shumazikin. But why do you have to jump to Chashad? Just say because of Mazikin. Says the Gemara betray. There's an assumption that Mazikin only go after people when you're by yourself. But if there's two people there, so then two people, the Mazikin won't come. So now, ask the Gemara, I betray, if there's two people there, then Chashad nami leka. Then we're not concerned you're going in there for promiscuous reasons also. So how could it be that it's a new chorva? One second, one second. The Gemara's going to answer Kasha. Yeah? The Gemara is a new chorva. We're not afraid of Mapolis. And there's two people there. We're not afraid of Mazikin. But we're also not afraid of Chashad. Says the Gemara, betray Upritzi. There are two people who we know have a tendency to be promiscuous. So if it was two people who were kosher, so then fine. We would know there's no concern of promiscuity. But here we're talking about two people who are concerned they're promiscuous. So therefore, there's not going to be concern for Mazikin. There's not going to be concern about Polis because maybe it was new. But promiscuity was still concerned. And therefore, the Gemara has to bring, the Bryce, I'm sorry, has to bring three reasons why we can't go into a Chorva. Now, goes along the Gemara and says a new one, a different direction. Mimne Amapolis. Why is the, the, the Bryce have mentioned Mapolis? But typically, Mishum Chashad, Mazikin. Derive it from the fact that there's concern for promiscuity or for spiritual damages. Says the Gemara, betrayu kashri. We're talking about a case where there's two people in the kasher. So two people gets rid of mazikin, and kasher gets rid of chshad. Aye, so why can't I go in? Mapolis. Now, says the Gemara, mipnei mazikin. Wow, the Gemara says a third one. Mazikin, Say because we're concerned that promiscuity or it's going to fall. Says the Gemara, b'chol v'chadadi. So now it says the Gemara, it's a new Chorven, and there's two people who are Kasher. Now there's a, a problem. If it's two people who are Kasher, if we're talking about two people, Mazikin Nami Leka. So now there's no Mazikin. So very good, you answered up why, you know, how we can have a circumstance where there's no concern for Akshad and no concern for Mapolis. But the way you construed that gets rid of the problem of Mazikin. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, no. If we, this is a place, the only time we say that two protects you from mazikin is if we have suffix mazikin. We're not sure, there's never been a mazik there, there's, yeah, not, we're nervous. But if there's a place that we know that there's for sure mazikin, then even if there's two, there's a problem. So therefore, I don't know, I don't know. 
if it sounds like they want to condition that maybe it would also be a problem. If, it if, it, if we know for sure there's mazikin, then trade doesn't help either. That's the Gemara's first answer why we need all three different examples brought in the Brisa. Viva Seima, or you could give a different answer why we need it. Laolam Bechad. Really, we're talking about where there's only one guy. And really, we're talking about a new Chorva, so we're not afraid of Mapolis. But where is it located? It's located out in the field. The Why? Because in the field, we're not concerned out of Chashad. Why? We're not worried because the ladies don't go out into the fields, right? Whoever heard of a lady being a farmer? Ladies don't go out into the fields. And therefore, the fact that the Chorva is in a field gets rid of the concern of Chashad. But Mazikin Ika, but still concerned for Mazikin because you're one by yourself. Bedevra, Bedevra means a field. Bedevra is a field. Rashi says Bedevra Besadeh in a field. Now, obviously, obviously, this is talking about the social structures and the social norms back in the time of the Gemara. Not uh, nowadays, women are equals in the workforce. We're not. Yeah, not. but back in the time, they would, it wasn't a normal thing. In the time of the, you know, the Babylonian Talmud, it wasn't a normal thing for ladies to be out in the field. Also dangerous. Can you translate shrikha? Shrikha is common. Common? Common. Frequent. Common. <coughs> what else? What else, guys? What is the Kashi? Like what? What, 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 what? The Kashi, the Kashi people. Oh, okay. they're, not, they're not promiscuous. Why is it more like... Feel like so inclined to try to disprove all these options. Why can't I accept it? We're not. They're not disproving it, but we're trying to understand why the Brisa has to say all three. Why the Brisa go out of its way to say all three? Yeah. Quincy. The word is concerned. Like Why would it be like these three that are like can you just keep coming up with other things? Why these three specific? Did that? Does this stop everything? So these three is a combination. There's a there's a statement said by Rebbe Chaim. Chaim said that we never try to ask why the Gemara said what it said. We try to ask what's the Gemara saying. So here the Brisa told me three things. So we understand what's, what's being said in the Brisa. So sometimes we'll ask, obviously, why does it say this not that? But let's understand what's being said in the Brisa. To challenge the Brisa, why didn't you say something else? That's already beyond, that's beyond our understanding. I don't know. Could you make up something that there's other concerns of being in a Chorba? Yeah. Maybe it's going to be emotionally overbearing on a person, and it's going to... Yeah, it could be. Right, but that, that's not what we're trying... We're not challenging the Bryce itself as a means to, to say that the Bryce is wrong, or it's not, it's not complete. We're challenging the Bryce as a means to understand it. What's being yes said here. So now, continues the Gemara. Tanurabana. The sages taught a new Bryce. Arba Mishmaruz Havalaiva. Divri Rebi. Rebbe's of the opinion that there are four different watch periods in the night. How long would each one be, guys? Yes. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Rebbe Nassan, Oimer, Shalosh. According to Rebbe Nassan, there's three different periods. So my time at Rebbe Nassan, that said three. Dichsiv, like it says in the Pasuk, Vayavo Gidon, Umeya Ish, Gidon came with a hundred people, Asher Itil, that were with him, Bekzei HaMachanet, the edge of the camp, Rosh HaAshmura HaTichinet, the beginning of the middle the middle watch. Tana, and it was taught, there's nothing that's called middle, that's to be something before and something after. So if it says, it's called the middle, 
So it's only the middle of it, something preceding it and following it. I'm gonna one second, one second, one second. The Gemara's gonna it'll be good. We'll see. Yeah. So now, therefore, from that pasuk, Rabbi Nelson derived the three mishmaros. The Rebbe, mighty chona. So Rebbe is stuck, right? Bam kasha, right? There's a pasuk. Rebbe forgot the pasuk. So what's Rebbe do with that proof? So mighty chona. What's it mean? The middle one. Achas mean hatichona. One of the middle ones that compromise the middle mishmaros. So now, that's pretty straightforward, right? There's two middle ones. There's two middles. There's four mishmaros. So what does it mean, the middle mishmar? So it means one of the middle ones of the middle mishmaros. So if there's two middle mishmaros, it means one of those two. That's what Tichona meant. And that's how Rebbe understands the Pasuk. Yes, the Gemara... So why doesn't Rabbi Nassan agree with that? So Rabbi Nassan miksiv tichona shebetichonas. Who says it's talking about a middle one of the middles? Tichonaksiv. That says the middle one. So what are you getting all fancy about? So now if that's true, yes, the Gemara, Rabbi Nassan is reading the Pasuk straight. So my time is the Rabbi. So why did Rabbi disagree? Amar of Zrika, Amar of Ami, Amar of Yeshua ben Levi. Rav Zika said in the name of Ami, in the name of Yeshu ben Levi, One pasuk, we have David HaMelech saying that at Chatzis Laila, in the middle of the night, I'm going to rise to praise to you and all the righteous and all your acts of righteousness. Because of Echad Oimer, and a different pasuk said, That my eyes preceded Ashmoros. Now Ashmoros is written in the plural. Right? So if David HaMelech is getting up, then my eyes were up before Ashmuros, that means that David HaMelech got up before at least two Mishmaros. So if the Pasuk said he got up at Chatzuris, which is the middle of the night, and the Pasuk says that he was up before two Mishmaros, so it must have been up, there must, there must be four Mishmaros, right? Because the middle of the night has preceding, following it, two Mishmaros. So if the middle of the night has following it two Mishmaros, what happened beforehand? Assuming that they're equal, they're already two Mishmaros. So two plus two? Unbelievable. Ha-Ketzad, so how is that? Ha-Arba Mishmaros, there are four different Mishmaros in the night. So now, what does Rabbi Nassim do with this Pasuk, right? With this contradiction that Psukim? Rabbi Nassim, Savalok Rabbi Yeshua... Rabbi Nassim is not bothered by this because he holds like the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, the Tanan, it was taught in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yeshua, Oimer, Rabbi Yeshua says as follows I'd show that you can read Kriyashma in the morning till the end of the third hour. Why? Because a king gets up by the third hour. She's Delilia, he sleeps six hours in the night, a king. And he sleeps two hours in the morning. And that makes it two mishmaros. That makes it two mishmaros. Why? Because there's going to be the mishmar of the night, the third mishmar of the night, and the first mishmar of the morning. And that's when the king is going to wake up only after that. So the king slept through two mishmaros. So now... Why does the king sleep two hours? Because it says that the whole the, the pasuk says that he's going to get up before two mishmaros. The answer is, he got up before two mishmaros because when regarding a king, we discuss the mishmar also of the morning since kings normally get up in the morning. 
So that's the first, that's the first answer to that, why Rebbe Nussan wasn't bothered from this contradiction in Sukkim, which seems to imply, at least according to Rebbe, that there were two Mishmaros after Chatzos. Can we spend that again? Yes. There's a Pasuk. The Pasuk brings a contradiction. The Pasuk brings a contradiction between two Pasukim. One Pasuk says that David Melech got up at Chatzos, the middle of the night. The other Pasuk says that David Melech got up before two different watch periods. So if that's true, how could it be Chatzos and there be two watch periods afterwards? There must be those two wash period afterwards and two wash periods beforehand. And therefore, that's a Rebbe's source, and there's four Mishmaros. To that, Rebbe Nelson says, no. Why is that not a proof? Because maybe, really, there's only three Mishmaros. But how did David and Melech get up before two Mishmaros? Because the first Mishmar he got up was the, before was the third Mishmar of the night. And the second Mishmar he got up before was the first Mishmar of the morning. Why would we count the first Mishmar of the morning? We count the first Mishmar of the morning because since he's a king and king usually gets up in the third hour of the morning, that's, con- that's considered within the time period of where kings are supposed to sleep. And therefore we're praising David Melech getting up before two Mishmaros that kings are usually sleeping during. That's, that's the way that we answer that contradiction according to Rabbi Nassim. That's the first way. Right? Correct. Now, that's answer number one. Rabbi Ashi Amr, Mishmar, Palga, Nami, Mishmar, Skredahu. And Rabbi Ashi answers Pashat. Rabbi Ashi says, you know, one and a half watches is also called two. It's also two watches. <laughs> one and a half is called two. Good? <laughs> now, says the Holy Gemara, yeah? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're doing a good, we're in good time. Not really. You have to head up. Yeah. Amir of Zrika, Amir of Ami. Reb Zrika said the name of Ami, Amir of Yeshua ben Levi. In the name of Yeshua ben Levi, in Imrim bifnei Amesa, the Dvar you can't say in front of a deceased person, Tosa says within four Amos of his grave, you can't talk about anything except matters of the dead person or dead people. Amir of Abba bar Kahana, the Amir of Divrei Torah. Reb Abba bar Kahana said that only means you can't speak Divrei Torah. Aval Mili da'oma less than ba. Then you can't talk, but you can talk about other matters. Why? Because since he wants to be doing mitzvahs, just his potter, because he passed away, so there, to like the rash, it's, it's upsetting to him that you're talking to Ray Torah and he can't train the conversation. But you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about cars, you want to talk about finances. Who's interested? So that you're allowed to talk about. Vikita Amri, but then some people say, Amir of Abba Barkahana, Le'oman Ela Filubitiv Ray Torah, the Kush came Mili Alma. This is the opposite. That you can't talk about even Divrei Torah, but for sure you can't talk about Stam Narishkeit. Even Divrei Torah you can't talk about in front of the mace. So what can you talk about? Only things which pertain to, pertain to the mace himself. Are we assuming that the mace is some kind of consciousness? Correct. We're going to see later on in the Masechta, the mace visit this world. It's interesting Aganatas we're going to see here. Very boring. Let's go. Huh? What was the point of that? Thing, he, he, that, that lineage happened before also. The Good. David and Melech really got up in the middle of the night. He got up in the morning. How do we know? Because I got up in the Neshef. We'll see what the Neshef is soon. Vishava and I cried out, but the assumption here is that Neshef means morning. Why the Neshef Ursahu? How do we know that Neshef is Ursa? 
Dixiv Beneshef, this is not morning, it's night. It's night. He was up the whole night. Yeah? How do we know? What's this night? Who's the morning? What's this yeah, night? night? What's this night? Yeah. Again, David got up in the middle of the night. He was up the whole night. I got up early from the Neshef, assuming it means night. And I cried out. How do I know that this Neshef means it's night? So here we see clearly that the Pasuk is referring to the word Neshef, talking about the dark of night. And the darkness of night, uh, darkness. This is really what the Pasuk means to say. Really, I never went past when I was sleeping. Rabbi Zira comes to one second, one second, one second. I think it means darkness. Rabbi Zira says, up until from night time until he was What's that mean? It means that he was sleeping like a horse. He was never really asleep. There was a, you know, up and down. Rashi says, why? Because he was shtaiging. He was Isaac Patera. Mikan ve'ilech, bakim chatzis, hayim iskabekari, he jumped out of bed like a lion. So what did he do? He half-stepped, because he was learning while he was in bed. And then, kim chatzis, he got up like a lion. Ravashi amar al-chatzis, laila haya isik b'divrei Torah. Ravashi says, to chatzis, he was just learning straight, he wasn't in bed. And after Chatzis Naila, he stopped the learning and he started praising Hashem. It's the whole Sefer Tilim. Ask the Gemara of Neshef Ursahu. Neshef really means night. Neshef Tzafrahu. Neshef means morning. Like it says, David covered himself from the morning until the night, until the next day. My love means Tzafra Vad Laila. Doesn't it mean from the morning until the night? Says the Gemara. It means no, it means from one night to the next night. Yes, the Gemara, that's true, then the language of the Pasuk should be consistent. So why is it switching terminology? There's two different ways that you could translate the word Neshef. There's Neshef Lelia, there's the Neshef of night and then day comes, and there's Neshef Yama, then there's the Neshef of the day and then night comes. So it seems like Neshef means... A time, a time period of transition. So Neshev is a word for transition time. Yeah. Now, ask the Gemara. Very good. David HaMelech got up at Chatzis Laila. V'david mi havi yod apogat elaylia. Who told you that David knew how to discern when Chatzis was? How did David know how to, concert, uh, to discern when Chatzis was? Imas hashta. When it was. Meish I'm sorry. Imas hashta. Meish Rabbeinu la havi yodan. When it came to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know what Chatzis was. How do we know... Like it says in the Pasuk, it says by Marcus Pachurus that when is it going to happen? Around at night. I go out in Mitzrayim. So what does it mean around? If Hashem said to Meisha, it's going to be somewhere around Chatzis. So Mika Sviki Kamishmaya. What Hashem doesn't know how to discern when Chatzis is? He's Hashem. He made Chatzis. What's that? What's that even mean? Really, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu at Chatzis. When Moshe came, the Amr Kichatzis, and he said around Chatzis. One second. Alma Masafgale. Rather, it must have been 
that Moshe be not a suffolk. If a David have a yodo, and David knew, so how could it be? So he answers the Gemara, I know what you're going to ask, by Rashi. Rashi and the Chumash, yeah. I understand. So David, Simona Havele, yeah? David had a simon. David had a simon. Damer of Achabar Bizna. What was, what was David and Melech Simon? So if Achabar business said, Amir of Shimon, and the name of Shimon, Chasida, that what? There was a harp that was hanging on top of David and Melech's bed. And since Chatzis came, there would be a northern wind, and it would blow the harp, and the harp would start playing due to the wind. When David Melech heard his heart playing, he would jump up out of bed for Isaac Petura and he would shnag until Amr Shachar came. Now, what happened? Now, all the Chachamim came to David Melech's room. Amrulay, and they said to him, Our master, the king, that you didn't need Panasa. People have to live, people need money. We don't have enough money to, to support everyone. Right? How are we going to feed all the Aniyim? So Amalehem Lech Wisparnasis Amiza. They said, you know what? Go help each other out. Chesed, Staka, right? Yad Eliezer, go help each other. Amrulai. So all of these advisors said to him, In a Kimitz Maspias Ari, one handful of food doesn't satiate a lion. And if you dig a hole, if you try to put all the dirt back into the hole that you dug, it's not going to be enough to fill up the hole. Meaning to say that we can't just go and support ourselves internally. We have to turn to the external world to support ourselves. So, He said, go and call up the army. Go and call up the army. Why? They're going to start a milchama. In order to go ahead to conquer other lands, and that way they'll be able to provide for themselves. Right away they go to Achitofel, who was the advisor of the king. They ask permission from the Sanhedrin to go to war. They ask the Urm Vitumim whether or not they're going to win the war or not. So Amr Rav Yusuf, Rav Yusuf said, Micro, how can you support that from a Pasuk? It says in a Pasuk, Yeah, so this Pasuk is listing off a bunch of people. Achitofel, Ben Yo Yoda, and Ev Yasar, and the Sartsavala Melech Yoav. So now, what is the significance of each one of these people that I mentioned? So Achitofel is a Yoetz. Right? The Achitofel is the Yoetz, and that's why it's Yoatzim ba Achitofel, as the Gemara Darshan did, right? The Kain who Omer, the Atas Achitofel, Asha Yotz, Biyami Mahim, Kasha Yisho, Bedover Elohim. The Pasuk says, that that's the advice that Achitofel gave during those times when people asked him about what they should do. And for God, Benayahu ben Yoyada is in Sanhedrin. Benayahu ben Yoyada was a Sanhedrin. He was the Av Bastin. And therefore, that's referring to this dead. They would be Nimloch in the Sanhedrin. They would ask Rishos to go to war. The Evyasar, And Evyasar, that he was the person that David Melech went to go during the time period of David and Melech, where they should go and fight with Avshalom. So therefore, they would go to Tzadok and that's what it means to, that they would go to the Orem V'tumim. That's Eilu V'orem V'tumim. V'kinu Oimer, and that's what the Pasuk says, B'nayahu ben Yawada ala crazy ala placey. That B'nayahu ben Yawada was all on the crazy placey. The crazy placey, what are the crazy placey, guys? Freeze and... Huh? Rivers? No, check, check. 
Sears? Oh, it's places. Why do you refer to him as a crazy place? Crazy shakorsim divrayim, that the crazy means that they would cut with their words, a place shimaflim that they were mufla, that they excelled, that they were wondrous in their words. And afterwards, and they would go to the Sartsava and they would go to war. That's all allusioning to what happened. So, what do we have here? We had the Gemara determining there were three or four Mishmaros. The significance of the Mishmaros happened. When did they happen? We had an incident where Rabiusi gave testimony to the fact that what was happening during each one of these Mishmaros. Then we had one of the three Halachas. We determined why it's also going to a Chorva. The other two we didn't discuss. Then, once we had that, we discussed whether it's really four Mishmaros or there's three Mishmaros, where each one's coming from. Then, once we determined that David Melech got up Chatzis during that conversation, we said, is that really true? And then, we discussed what was David Melech's sleeping patterns like. Once we discussed the sleeping patterns, we discussed what he did when he woke up. And that was the whole Gemara. Shkoyach. Uh,